Hello and welcome back to Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen, based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I am Albert. Brantley has our movies for us again today. Brantley, what are we talking about? We're talking about Venom. I have seen the Marvel-Sony collaboration of the movie Venom. Well, that is not what we're doing today. Okay. Venom is a 1981 British horror film directed by Pierce Haggard. Based on the book by Alan Shawfield by the same name. The, Brit, the Brits seem to have a thing for having movies or TV shows that are, are like then later made into completely unrelated tight but same titled like the Avengers. The Avengers is really the only one. I say they have a thing <laughs> for it, but I enjoy that movie. It's terrible, <laughs> but it's hilarious. So Venom, based so based on a novel, or the novel came out later. Based on the novel by the same name. Okay. Don't know when the novel came out. Doesn't give me that information. Venom sounds like a. I mean, outside of the comic book hero, mm-hmm. it's got that sort of pulp '80s '70s novel feel to it. Like, like not Oz written by or... Stephen King, but written by somebody that's doing a decent Stephen King riff in the style of. Yeah. So, international criminal Jacques Mueller and his girlfriend Louise Andrews plan to kidnap Philip Hopkins, the grandson of Howard Anderson, a retired hunter and the wealthy owner of a, lo- of a hotel chain. Okay. A lot of information. A lot of names. <laughs> a lot of... Okay. I was going to point... My first thought was, you don't get a lot of international criminals. I guess you you kind of sometimes do. Depending. You in uh, Home Alone 3. Yeah. Those guys were cool. These were spies, though. Uh, they're still in, like, a military ship. I don't know what I guess they were... Was. And, and, like, Interpol was chasing them, so... They were evil spies. That's all I... That's that's my framing for those guys in, in Home Alone 3. Okay. Which is, if I have mentioned it before, the best Home Alone movie. It is my favorite, absolutely. Um, me and AJ are watching that again this year. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, his, him and his girlfriend... There's a kidnapping plot, right? So they're going to kidnap the baby, Lindbergh baby? Uh, they're going to kidnap Howard Anderson. I don't know how old... Or no, Philip Hopkins. I don't know how old he is. Right, He's, but I mean, that's the premise. Yeah. The, the millionaire's son. Grandson. Grandson. Okay, fine. That distinction doesn't super matter, but I don't know if it comes up. The, has Maybe. he disinherited his kid? I don't know. Okay, okay. Maybe this is an adult and the dad's dead or something. All right. Luis goes undercover as a maid working with Philip's mother, Ruth, and seduces her chauffeur, Dave Averconnelly, convincing him to help in the kidnapping. On the day of the kidnapping, Mueller tricks Howard and Ruth into leaving home while Luis and Dave kidnap the boy. Philip leaves briefly to retrieve a pet snake, which is accidentally swapped with a black mamba. I'm in for toxicologist Dr. Marion Stowe. What? What was that last thing? Okay, they sw- They got. They, is this a co- comedy of error situation with the wrong snake? Wrong snake. It was supposed to be a pet snake, but a black mama was being shipped to a toxicologist. Oh, being shipped to? I thought you said it was named after that guy. No, no, no. It was. Uh, so they're. What are they doing with this snake? Let me back up. What is this snake? I. They're kidnapping. They like got the mom out of the picture or whatever. So but, Dave is the chauffeur that Luis uh, seduces. Right. She's like, ooh, come help with me. Help me kidnap. Will. All right. Right. So he gets Mueller her. gets Howard and Ruth, Howard being the grandpa, Ruth being the mom, to leave. Oh, so Dave doesn't do that. No, Dave is hanging out with with Louise, Louise. the girlfriend of Kidnapper. Correct. Who is the one who is getting the people to leave? Yeah. Uh, Philip leaves. Uh, Philip is uh, the boy. 
The boy being kidnapped. Ah, he goes to get the pet my snake. My brain is not sufficient to keep track of all these details. What? Whose snake is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be the boy's, Philip. The boy being kidnapped. And they're gonna take his snake? Like what? Well, is it? he like, goes to get a snake, and he's just like, "I have my snake," and whatever. We have to go, blah 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 blah, because they're, they're kidnapping him, but they don't want to say we're kidnapping you because red flags. Hopefully, he's smart enough for that. I'm assuming boy. Okay. Since kidnap. Get you, get, you have to go back and get my snake. Well, I mean, I'm presuming he says he go gets, get, goes to get it. He doesn't so, like, know what his own snake looks like? Maybe it's just a raven, considering he got swapped up with Black Mamba. Maybe it's a mail-order snake. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> I okay. haven't seen the movie. It works better if you're sending somebody else back for it, is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. so he shows up and he's like, ah, I've got a extremely poisonous snake. I mean, it could be like a box with snake. air holes, so you know, he may not be able to see the snake. Okay. Howard returns home early, and the Black Mamba is released and bites Louise in the face repeatedly before fleeing into the ventilation system. So snakes in the air vents. So this is like the the very, very lame prequel to Snakes on a Plane, where it's just one snake in the snake air Snake in vent. a house. <laughs> snake a house, but with one... I want to be clear. Not multiple snakes. A singular snake. One snake. But it's like a movie snake, so it's like hyper dangerous and aggressive. Okay, I still don't buy it. Mueller and Taylor Species take Howard and Philip hostage. Taylor Species has not been mentioned before, and that is a Marvel villain name. Taylor. Like, literally, or just... that? Like, in, that's what it sounds okay. like. Okay. okay. Taylor Species is some dude who, like, transforms people into different animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, they take Philip and, How uh, and Howard hostage while Louise dies from the Black Mama's venom because she got bit multiple times in the face. Dr. Stowe contacts the police, having discovered the mix-up, and a police officer is dispatched to the Hopkins residence. <laughs> I mean, so, presumably he so gets, like, like... Unrelated to all this, there's just some random laboratory doctor who's, like, opens up his box that's supposed to have a black mamba in it with, ma like, his full protective yeah. gear on or whatever, and it's just some kid's... Like, ball python ball or something. Python. And he's like, oh, crap. Uh, they're gonna die. <laughs> Officers. But also, he figures... He doesn't just say, like, oh, they sent me the wrong snake. He's, like... He somehow deduces that I there mean, probably was like, another snake. They're probably, like, oh, that's the wrong snake. And then sees, like, there's, like, the uh, like a torn label or something. Okay. Or, like, part of the label for the boy's house is, like, under label for his place or something. Yeah. Okay. So, but... Okay. Or like, so, he's, he's... I feel like they've built this doctor character up, and I don't understand... He's not going to be part of the story. I mean, they might call him to help deal with the, you know, aggressive snake that's in the house. Maybe, question mark. I don't Maybe. know. We've gotten there. It's not Godzilla. It's one snake. <laughs> I'm having a lot of it's issues. It's a black mamba. They're <laughs> dangerous. Okay. And it's in the vents. There's no way to escape, like, you know, leaving the house. Because Mueller it, is holding people hostage. Is it radioactive or something? No, it's venomous. Very venomous. One biting you dead. And it's biting people multiple times in the face. And now it's out of venom. Why you, I don't know why you being in the face is so hilarious to me, but the fact that it targets the face is very funny to me. Okay. Anyways, a cop sho uh, shows up the Hopkins The officer is shot and killed by Dave with one of Howard's rifles, but the officer manages to call for backup before he dies. More police officers arrive, led by Commander William Bullock. This is just... The snake is incidental. Yeah. To this whole This is the whole crime thing, and there's also just... By the by, there's a black mama in the house. It's, it's in the vents. Ignore it, and you'll probably be fine because it will try to avoid humans. Right, and they're having a huge hostage standoff with like a SWAT team. There was, 
I like the idea of this snake as a ancillary, like, oh, you forgot that there was a snake, and, like, it pops out, right? Kind of like the parrot. We already talked about Home Alone 3, mm -hmm. right? Parrot in Home Alone 3 is a great, like, sort of circle around moment where uh, he actually becomes... Double uh, or nothing. Yeah, pivotal to the plot, but they don't call it parrot movie <laughs> because that's not... Like, the main thrust of the movie? Well, I see. It's a double meaning. Like, the criminal, he, the greed is like venom in his veins. It does. Mm. <laughs> That's weak. That's <laughs> that a real weak. Correct response. And after learning about the hostages, Bullock has the street sealed off and tries to negotiate with Mueller, but refuses to give in to Mueller's demands for transportation and one million in different currencies. This is 81, so that's a little more impressive than it would be today. How is, uh, just out of curiosity, how is Mueller and, what's his name, Dave? Uh, David, yeah, the chaperone. How are they dealing with each other? Is he like, are you with her too? Maybe he. I, thought, I thought she liked me. Well, Is that... <laughs> he probably like give the go ahead to you know seduce the chaperone. Yeah, so and he's then being like probably didn't tell him, and then she got bit by a snake. He's like, well, no reason to bring it up now. I need this guy to help me. I guess that's fair. I'm imagining though that these guys are like, especially Dave is like, no, wait a minute. I agreed to help because I thought she was into me. Well, I mean, he's kind of committed now. He kidnapped someone and then he shot a cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's definitely And there's, in. like, armed criminals who are willing to kidnap and have him shoot cops. Like, probably don't want to double-cross them. Anyways, Dr. Stowe arrives with a case of anti-venom and informs Bullock of the Black Mamba. <laughs> they still want the snake. I just imagine him pushing through all the cops like, Listen, we have a hostage return. There is a venomous snake in that house. There's two guys with guns in that house. Cool. <laughs> Situation's a little worse than we thought. It's still bad. <laughs> Bullock and Dr. St uh, Stowe uh, warn both the kidnappers and hostages of the snake, and Mueller lies that Louise is still alive and orders Dr. Stowe to come to the front door with the antivenom to treat her. Dr. Stowe complies and is taken hostage. Okay. <laughs> Bullock discovers a secret entrance through the cellar, and he and two other officers try to enter. Dr. Stowe suggests turning off the central heating source, as this would send the Black Mamba into a coma. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of will. Priorities, man. I mean, I, I, this is why he came. I mean, he's I, now in the house with the black mama. He's like, this is the exact situation I didn't want to be in. So can we please deal with the snake and then we can deal with you? I guess. Dave and Howard climb into the cellar at the same time Bullock and the officers enter. Bullock shoots and injures Dave and the black mama attacks, forcing Bullock and the officers to flee while Howard, Howard flees from the cellar and back into the first floor. Dave is unable to escape and is killed by the black mamba, who has a body count of two now. And Dave has a body count of one. And Mueller has a body count of zero. Well, he's I, he didn't get to be an international criminal by doing his own killing. Yeah, that's fair. Mueller gives Bullock a severed finger, which he falsely claims belongs to Dr. Stowe. Doesn't say where he got it from. <laughs> Just totes one with him. It's his girlfriend's. His painted, he had very lovely painted nails. Don't worry about that. He's a sensitive man. It's 81. <laughs> Unable to enter the cellar with the black mama inside, Bullock gives in to Mueller's demands and brings him his getaway car, which was previously confiscated. Bullock demands to see the hostage, and Mueller forces Dr. Stowe onto a balcony, forcing her to tell... Oh, Dr. Stowe's a lady. Doctor, forcing her to tell Bullock... The doctor is a woman?! I know. We don't know if it's attractive, though, so we don't know if he can care. Oh, no. Uh, forcing her to tell Bullock, Howard, and Philip are fine. Philip and Howard notice the Black Mamba and allow it to attack Mueller, who stumbles onto the balcony while grappling with the snake. Howard pulls Dr. Stowe out of the line of fire, and police snipers proceed to shoot Mueller and the snake multiple times, and Mueller and the Black Mamba tumble off the balcony. Their hostages are rescued, and Ruth embraces Philip. Ruth is Phil's mom. I guess you forgot. I did forget. You're welcome. Thank you. The final shot of the film reveals the Black Mamba had laid an egg in the vents, which hashes and slithers off. The egg? 
the, the slithers. Well, when it hatches, the snake. Okay. Which would be a lot more imposing if this was like a mutant snake or like a genetically engineered snake, but yeah, it is just a black, snake. There are black mambas out there in the world. I, I mean, like, I'm not a snakeologist. Not in Britain, but it gets cold there. He's probably gonna die. Well, you'll probably. No, be he's in the vents though, so they're probably gonna. He's in the vents of this one. Let's <laughs> just don't ever go in that house. It's haunted by a single snake. <laughs> Beware! It's such a bizarre. Like, they really want you to think that. I guarantee Black Mamba snakes are like Jason Voorhees. I guarantee that every trailer for this movie was every single shot of the snake. Yeah, and like one or two bits to set up the actual plot, but the rest of it is like that with the uh, doctor's narration talking about how deadly and dangerous Black Mambas are. I could see that. Yeah, it's not. It's an interesting enough story. Mm-hmm. I see. What I can see. Okay. I can see why you put the snake in there because if you just have a kidnapping story like how who's gonna buy that like as a, like who's gonna go buy a ticket to watch somebody get kidnapped I mean you I mean it's, it's international criminals this guy's super well that you could just have a drama this is drama that just happens to have a very venomous snake involved for really no reason other than just to have a snake yeah the snake is sort of <coughs> It is equally dumber and less dumb than the snakes being involved in Snakes on a Plane. Okay, but in Snakes on a Plane, you have more than one snake. Yeah. So, in spite of... It could have been like, like the some improbab- shipment meant for the grandpa. Yeah, mixed up with a shipment of multiple snakes, yeah. Yeah, why couldn't... The, I, I, this would be so much better if there were multiple snakes. Mm-hmm. Like a pit of snakes. Like, you, they're wandering around the house... <laughs> Somehow. Sorry, just like, careful, boy, then the cellar's my snake pit. Because <laughs> it's just the grandpa's house that they're in. Yeah. I don't. I, I know that sort of the snakes on a plane thing has poisoned the well a little bit, but Indiana Jones is a thing, yeah. you know, like, he didn't go down into a well with one snake in it. He's afraid of snakes, yeah. He's afraid of them, and there were many, many of them. That was an interesting story. This is... And then the uh, the third one, or no, the fourth one had that dumb bit where, grab the snake, don't say that, call it a rope. You remember I that? forgot. Yeah, it's bad. The fourth one. That's the correct, yes. Crystal Skull is not great. There's a <sighs> dumb mo- moment that slows down the movie, stops it just for a gag to remind us that he has, you know, a phobia of snakes. Thanks. We needed that. Let's get more CGI monkeys in here. Do you think that the classic director's were seduced by the power of CGI in a way that sort of modern film directors have less of an issue with? I mean, a lot of them had to do with the technology isn't here to make this look exactly how you have in your mind. We can't do it. You know, we have puppets. We can only go so far. And then they get to the point where they have all of this and they just, we can do whatever. But they can't. It still doesn't look good. No. Nobody told him that. Nobody tells Steven... They're just like, yeah, sure, we can make CGI monkeys. And they can. But it's it doesn't look right. And they don't have the right lighting. Or even... Like, there's they did even okay the, with the, uh, the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes trilogy. They did okay there. Like, Rise, Dawn, and War. Yeah. Those apes look pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's Rise looks that's good now. But it's that's already not dated. Steven Spielberg. Who directs that? That's like... I don't remember. There's like three different directors. So what I'm saying is like the like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg in their like like Lucas is a perfectionist is part of his problem. 
Right. Which was a big problem when he was making the first Star Wars, and he had very He's not a perfectionist ahead of time, though. No. He's like, oh, I shot this movie. Now let's go in and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. Whereas, I I watch a lot of... uh, Is he his own editor? Does he have a different editor? I don't remember. Because if he's his own editor, that might be parts of it, yeah. But the... um, Like, a lot of what goes wrong with some of the CGI is the fact that they don't light the stuff or make it interact properly with mm-hmm. the scene beforehand. You know, so you're you're cludging it afterwards in a computer and especially with the technology they had at the time it wasn't as good. I I there's the that's, you're that's with the VFX artist React uh TV not uh, YouTube series. I've seen like one or two, yeah. They talk about that a lot where you can do great stuff with CG but it helps if you have a vision ahead of time. It's not a CG, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where they do so much work to just set up physical things and with the how the tunes interact with the world. Yeah, like um, like there's a bit where uh, Roger runs up and grabs a dude's coat that he has in his hand while he's walking away to get him to stop and talk to him, and the coat they had to like actually pull back. Just and that's a good example. And then you have things like uh, alphas, where it's like. We're going to put these actors on a green screen soundstage and the entire set will be CGI. And it always looked terrible. It always does. On TV, sci-fi channel budget. Just put some cardboard boxes in front of it. It always looks better to have a real thing. Um, I will say that I say they, always. I don't want to say always. But, I'm fine with CG. But An like, example against is actually uh, when they were doing the Van Helsing movie. Um, the scene in Paris, they actually built some physical props to help, you know, help the CGI guys out. I'm like, please stop doing that. We have to paint those out because they don't look right with the writing we're doing. Lighting we're doing. <laughs> Anyways, are you ready for another movie? Yes. Okay. I was I was thinking about Van Helsing. I can't remember what scene was in Paris. Uh, the very prequel that deals. The conversation we were having earlier off uh, mic is that movie's prequel is a mini like animated movie that references the whole like Mr. Hyde bit where he shoots him and everything. Which is not central to the main plot, but it's just helping setting up that, you know, that's him hunting different monsters. Oh, right. So he does his thing. He's like, Hi, I missed you. Here. I missed you in goes, London. Nope, you got me good. And he flexes his muscle and there's like a hole straight through his bicep because he shoots him in that. And then he, so, and then he goes back to the like priest guys or whatever. We met him like, for smashing this, uh, the uh, rose window or whatever. Yeah. And he's, that a, was Mr. Hyde. <laughs> he's a Catholic monk or something. Uh, he is the Archangel Gabriel. Hence Gabriel Van Helsing, who has lost his wings and has fallen to, from grace. Uh, and that is a secret society full of different religions who are fighting the dark monsters of the world secretly under the... the uh, on, on, What's the word? for Where the Romes live? Uh, yeah. uh, Vatican? That one, yes. Okay. The Anyways. Pope House. Yes. Where the Romes live. Good job, Brain, on that one. <laughs> Anyways, up next we have Venom. Okay, from what year? 2005. All, is it completely unrelated to comics still? It's a 2005 American horror film directed by Jim Gillespie. Gillespie. I'm sure, yeah, I would say it's probably a hard G. It's also known as The Reaper. But that doesn't work with us having two movies named Venom, so no, we're going with Venom. Yeah. A Creole woman digs up a briefcase and drives off. <laughs> well, I mean, we've established that we're in the land of cars. <laughs> We know vaguely what century we're in. I don't know what the, what's so funny about that. I mean, most movies have like, and we have. Compla- I, I have personally complained about this, but it's like the plot concerns or the movie begins. It's just like woman drives off, 
like in in Louisiana or something, like in a graveyard. We don't even know that. She's just she is no, Creole. No, I'm saying like if you like if you started the sentence with that yeah. in a graveyard in Louisiana, a Creole woman digs up a what now? A briefcase and a then briefcase drives off and drives off. But just like <laughs> having it slam into like and she left and you don't know where she's leaving from. It's very odd. Okay. There's another one that's going to throw us a bunch of names, so get ready. Okay, I'm going to just shut my eyes and focus on your reading. Meanwhile, this is after the Creole woman drives off. Meanwhile, high school senior Eden and but her friend... Meanwhile friends, means at the same time, so I'm going to assume that like she's digging for a long time. It takes a while to dig things up, man. Eden and her friends Rachel, Cece, Ricky, Patty, Tammy, Eric, and Sean are hanging out at the local burger joint. She drove three miles in the time it took to name those. That is seven people to seven remember. Seven people. Sean's father and local tow truck driver, Ray Sawyer, <laughs> comes by to pick up <laughs> pick up an order, leading Rachel to come. Are there international tow truck drivers? Really? I mean, all tow truck drivers are local, aren't they? Uh, to somebody? I mean, local is relative. I guess. He could. There could be like a place where it's small town, so they serve like the whole county. There's those, like, just uh, semi-truck towing guys. They probably yeah. cover a lot of ground. He comes in to pick up an order, leading Rachel to comment on how scary he is while Tammy flashes him. What? They're seniors. They're 18. Hopefully. Did she... Okay. She flashed this guy's dad, though? She flashes her friend's dad, yeah. Okay. This is an American horror movie, so she is the slut, in quotes. Which I'm not judging. That's just how movies work. I'll judge. Like, don't don't flash your friend's dad. That is awkward and weird. <laughs> After work, Eden and Eric walk home just as Ray drives up and asks if she's all right. Ray is the dad who was flashed. Is she the one who flashed him? No, that was Tammy. What's wrong with Eden? Uh, she's walking home and Ray drives up and asks if she's okay. No, I know, but why is he asking if she's okay? I, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't miss something because no, I'm you have, <laughs> trying really hard to concentrate here. You have all the information we have so far. <laughs> okay. When he is sure, he begins to leave when the Creole woman, Cece's grandmother, passes by. Cece is one of the friends. It's spelled capital C-E, capital C-E, by the way. All right. Uh, she swerves to avoid Ray and nearly falls off the bridge. The Creole woman. Yes, yes. Okay. Ray saves her, but the woman begs him to get the suitcase. As he reaches for it, the car falls off the bridge and starts sinking into the water below. Upon suddenly opening it, several snakes emerge and attack Ray. Okay. Finally, we have our snakes. And we have multiple snakes. <sighs> <laughs> the ambulance I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, no. The ambulance arrives to find Ray and Cece's grandmother dead. Cece arrives shaken, up, uh, arrives shaken up over the tragedy and takes a charm that was on her grandmother's corpse. corpse. Cece then surprises Eden and Eric by asking them about Ray. Later that night, the coroner examines Ray's body, noting several snake bites. Why is she surprising them by asking that? Uh, I'm confused. Do... I don't remember which one Cece is, but it seems like if your friend's dad just she's died, the granddaughter of uh, the Creole woman. Oh, so she's is this the is the surprise that she didn't care about her grandma? I don't know. Okay. Later that night, the coroner examines Ray's body, noting several snake bites. Suddenly, Ray gets back up and kills the coroner before leaving to retrieve. Yes, snake zombies. Yes. The next day, Eden visits her father's grave and sees Ray's tow truck driving by. <laughs> Snake zombies with the tow truck! <laughs> While swimming in the lake, a heavily drunk Sean ditches Rachel, forcing Eric to chase after him. 
Meanwhile, Tammy and Patty are planning to go shoplifting, but stop by Ray's business to oh fix the car goodness. first. Oh my goodness, I hate these people! Once Tammy's done, she goes to look for... Did she fix her own car? That's mildly impressive. These characters in the movies never know how to do anything. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hung up on the shoplifting, though, just because... It's ir- like what you want to go that. out and steal stuff from people today? Sure. It beats painting my nails again. No it. Once Tammy's done, she goes to look for Patty, only to find her hanging by several chains. She tries to escape, but Ray lowers a car on her and sandblasts her to death. Which awesome. Is a brutal way to kill someone. But I mean, it's overkill on the shoplifting. That's probably not. But I'm happy that this character like, has died. Drops a car on her and then sandblasts. In Storyland, I'm okay with this. As Eric follows Sean to Ray's garage, the latter gets angry at the former for abandoning him. Uh, I'm yeah. Okay, here I go Sean losing is track of everybody now. Sean is Ray's son. Okay. So he's drunk and mad as dad for abandoning him. In quotes, probably because he's you know drunk and teen. Where you go, dad? I thought you did. He dad, finds a pi- I thought you were dead. He <laughs> finds a picture of him when he was a little kid, which shows that Ray did care about him. But he storms out toward the garage and finds Tammy's oh. remains. Oh no! So he doesn't think he's not so he's not. Is my dad never cared about me? Is that guy, that character? I'm so confused. Yeah, what do you like they with? don't. It, the fact that they just introduced this idea that like there's this issue between the father and the son mm-hmm. now. Uh, they did earlier. One of them mentioned that the uh, the dad looks scary, so maybe it came up then. I guess. Um, so he's estranged from his dad, though. Yeah. Like, that's new information to me until just now, when all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not on speaking terms or and something? They probably came up earlier when CC was, like, asking about him, and he's like, ah, he was never around anyways. It's weird, like, the amount of information these descriptions gives. You get, like, sometimes when it's yeah, too much. Yeah, what they feel like is important. And then sometimes you're just, like, absolutely strung like, we out didn't to need dry. To, like, we didn't need to know about Tammy flashing him. <laughs> yeah, that was a super like it established that she is going to die because this is the spoilers. This is like a slasher movie. Yeah, um, so she's gonna die. Um, didn't need the name of the ones going uh, shoplifting with her. I, th- I well, Sean, we need his name. Uh, Eden, we probably need her name because she sounds like the final girl. And Cece is the granddaughter of Creole Woman. Those are the only names we need so far. Yeah, I do. I mean, the flashing and the shoplifting, like you said, they do provide the like. Here's why it's okay that they're dying. Yeah, first. Which I would like to reiterate is this is in movie lands. Yeah. People who flash or have loose sex or steal don't necessarily deserve to die. This is correct. This is correct. But fairy tales, we can deal with. Yeah. Later that night, Eden and her friends go to Cece's grandmother's house, where Cece explains that the snakes that killed Ray were full of evil that her grandmother took out of men to purify their souls. I like that. Yep. That's really cool. Because you can also... You can sort of, like, stick with, like, oh, I'm a, I don't believe that. I'm going to be a naturalist and, like, say that he just had a bad reaction to the venom or it's something. It's like, yeah, venom that, like, paralytic and maybe he's, like, tripping out. Right. They try to escape, but the car has been flipped over. They see Ray and begin to run, but the undead killer pins Ricky with a crowbar and rips his arm off. Wow. He's, he's straight up Jason at this point. <laughs> Yeah. But no, with a tow truck. Is he like scale? The problem I'm having is he's not acting very snaky. Like, does he have scales? Is he, Are there like fangs? Do his eyes do the weird snake slit thing? Probably. Um, if we see his face, we're up. Because it's scary if you don't see the face. That's why Jason wears a mask. That's yeah. My wears a mask. And why Freddy is the least scary of the three. Also because he talks. Uh, Ray goes to enter the house but finds he can't because it was blessed with voodoo spells. 
Despite okay, so we are 100% on board with the... Creole voodoo, yeah. Uh, Creole voodoo, which again, I'm fine with. I, I, I only introduced the other idea because it's sort of like... It's interesting when there's a wiggle room yeah. there, but... The maybe magic mundane trope. Yeah. Despite this, he's able to throw a ca chain inside, drag Sean out, and mortally wound him. Ah, loophole. Yeah. I do like when magic is Can the like, elevator lift the hammer? I, I always love when there's like exact words to magic. Like Gargoyles was very good about this where whatever a spell said it did, that is exactly what it did. I dropped my yo-yo. Yep. Uh, Ian and Eric try to sh uh, shoot Ray with a rifle so the others can drag Sean inside and try to save him, but he dies on the floor. Aw, Ray killed his son. That's sad. That is sad. And I, I, hopefully in the movie there's actually like some like back and forth there like Ray is at this point just a hulking he's Jason basically right he is here to murder by the evil of different men's souls in the form of snakes uh Rachel mourns the loss of her boyfriend while Eden talks Cece into turning Sean's body into a human voodoo doll to control Ray weird weird but but interesting inter yeah because <laughs> there's the father son connection there yeah so you can like, and it's a whole human corpse you can magic your way through like this kind of makes sense I know just a little enough about voodoo to buy it <laughs> meanwhile Ray uses his tow truck on the house's foundation and pulls a whole room off <laughs> dragging Eric and Rachel with it and crushing Cece's leg with a support beam I, get, I really like the idea that he, you can't come in here cool I'll tear it down <laughs> No, there's a lot about that. He also, it shows that he's not, uh... He's not... Like, I, mean, I mean, we already know he was driving his truck around, yeah. but he's really not, like, a dumb zombie yeah. thing. He is essentially demon-possessed. Really, uh, like, Michael Myers is the best, you know, com uh, comparison, because Michael Myers can drive a car somehow. It's weird that we don't have any, like, literally demon-possessed slashers that I'm that are, like, mainstream. That's a decent way to get... Yeah. Um... Like, get you somebody who's, like, super-powered and evil and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's a really, like, you don't have to try hard to explain it then because it's the demon. Right. The, you end up with demon possession stories, but it's all it's in the context. Like, they have their own weird, like, we're going to put them over here in their own world. Yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense, you know, because like people... Like the conjuring, you know, the exorcist, those things, yeah. I, I, people... You can't have like a demon, like a literal sort of classic type. It's a spirit demon show up in a Marvel movie or like a, a typical, you know, secular I mean, there's frame. Who is part of the Mephisto Lucifer. isn't in the main Marvel universe though. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he's one of the pieces of Lucifer. No, I mean in the or main well, movie sequel. universe. Oh, in the MCU. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, they have a Ghost Rider. Doctor Strange goes into like a spirit world, but that's Dormammu. Yeah, but it's it was sort more of like a, an eldritch horror. Yeah, yeah, they've just got like alternate dimensions. Anyways, Ray begins to climb the wreckage towards Cece, but she stabs Sean's body several times to slow Ray down. Ultimately, however, the possessed killer reaches her and kills her. Eden, Eric, and Rachel try to escape, but Ray falls in his truck and manages to drag Rachel halfway out of the car. Despite Eden's best efforts, Rachel and Rachel's impaled on a fallen tree. Stuck in the swamp, Eden and Eric try to reach dry land while Ray dives beneath the murky water, only to find a copy of Unicorn Island. What? What? I'm going to look up Unicorn it's Island. It's giving me no context for what that is. Oh, it's a book. Okay, maybe it's a book he read to Sean when he was a kid. I'm looking it up. A book by Donna Galanti? I'm going to go with... Used to read it to Sean, his son, when he was a baby. And it brings, like, some of Ray's, like, actual, like, this is my family. 
Okay, it's a, but it's a middle grain illustrated novel about a young girl who discovers a mysterious island of mythical beasts. It was a it was, no, there was no way. It was published in February 9th, 2021. Okay, so I have no idea. Very weird. <laughs> and the fact that the, the description doesn't pick up on explaining all that, it's just that he finds a copy of Unicorn Island. Soon enough, Ray attacks them and causes them to separate, causing Eden to end up in a crypt with Ray's victims. Ooh, so he's collecting bodies. When she goes to escape, Ray locks her in. Fearing his return, she hides underneath Patty's body just as Ray returns and throws Eric in. He knows you're in there. They're trapped in a crypt now? Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, crypt that has raised victims that he's been, apparently he's been going around murdering other people than just their friends. And just stacking them up in there? Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Um, she get, she winds up in there and he, uh, locks her in. She hides under one of her friend's bodies. Ray returns and throws Eric in. She initially believes he's dead, but when he opens his eyes, her surprised gas alerts Ray. Eric sacrifices himself to pr uh, protect Eden before she fights back using a charm Cece gave her. Rhea appears to submit, but the snakes possessing him attack her. However, she's able to evade them and use Ray's truck to finally kill him. As she staggers off, two snakes emerge from Ray's body in search of a new host. This is really cool. This is this feels like a movie... I guess they have it in Louisiana, so you have that sort of like voodoo world. But it feels mm. like the kind of movie that would take place in like some guys that crashed... It, like with a tribe in Africa or somewhere mm. or uh, New Guinea or someplace where there's still people who are like very much uh, on that wavelength of spirits that are also actual snakes oh, but like that doesn't stop them spirits yeah uh, right uh, there's a lot of this that strikes me as, as being uh, very much in that vein I wonder, I wonder if the movie's good. It feels like it could be good. I feel like... So he's possessed by multiple snakes. I feel like there's a misstep in not having the snakes move to multiple hosts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least doing more with the... Like, possibility of snake possession. Like, because... What is it? So the snakes are like essentially receivers. They're like a horcrux. Well, they're possessing him. So evil. like, it sounds like my 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 takeaway was that she took the evil out of men's souls and turned them into the snakes. How does that work, by the way? Do you think like you're? I'm very interested in this idea, right? So you're a guy who's evil, but you don't want to be, or like, does she come up the, like you're? You know, I mean, it having could be. trouble with like, I don't know. It could be like you know I have like dark urges like a whole the whole dark yeah, or I think where like well, there's things I want to do. Well, has stuff that they are like I I'm not what I want to be. And so you go to her and she can like pull the darkness out of you, and make a snake, or maybe it's like this person is evil. Can you help us deal with this? And like okay, rip it out of there. Now they're a good person, but now I have a snake, which I, I keep in a briefcase. I know this isn't. The, I'm getting sidetracked on this, but I'm really interested in this concept of like person who has had the evil re removed from them. <laughs> in this way especially if it's involuntary like what do you if because you like you get that way on purpose if you like if you really choose to go down that path yeah. um oh man I'm, i don't know what this makes any sense or like has anything to any bearing on anything but i just like that idea and then of course so like let's say you're starting out with normal snakes that are essentially uh, spiritually uh, mutated mm -hmm. to use a physicalist term by this evil into 
like dark spirit, yeah, snake, spirit god snake god things. Yeah. They're made more and more powerful. She buries, buries them in a suitcase. Uh, there's no... Do they indicate what she's doing with the suitcase? No. She digs it up. Like, maybe she has to, like, periodically, like, put protections on it or something. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Kind um, of. Or she has, a, like, a premonition about it. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, something bad's going to happen with it the case. It might be something that's, like, filled in through dialogue throughout the movie. Right. But then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Would yeah. be an interesting way to have that happen. I kind of want to see this. Yeah. Anyway. So of the two Venoms, which sounds more interesting to you? 100% Venom 2. Of the... Of the not 2005. Venom, not, not Let There Be Carnage. But yes, the 2005 which Venom, that sounds see. really interesting. The other one sounds hackneyed and boring. Incidentally, there's also a snake. <laughs> Incidentally, yes. Hostage situation just happens to be a really bad snake. I mean, we wanted... Plus, the whole idea that you could get... Like the, the the introduction of the spiritual angle mm-hmm. really takes it, I think, to another level. I like I, going back to the uh, multiple snakes, but senior people. I um, there's an idea there. Ooh, Guardians, that's a good movie. Uh, there's an idea there of the snakes like going to possess other people, and then Ray, the host body, getting weaker because he doesn't have as many snakes empowering him. Because he's presented as being like hulking Jason, ripping people's like he rips a dude's arm off. Yeah, yeah. Presumably by bare hand, and chucks a chain through a window to wrap somebody up. Well, and that's, that has concord with, like, the sort of classical idea of being possessed by evil spirits mm-hmm. turning you into, like, a giant, right? Yeah. Um, you ha- can understand that in the terms of, like, stature or, like, there's the guy in the Gospels who can, like, rip his chains and, mm-hmm. you know, because he's possessed. Uh, so, it all works. I want to see this movie now. <laughs> Sadly, we don't... There's actually several other Venom movies that we are. I'm now seeing on Tubi. There are... There's Venom from 1982, Venom from 2013, and Venom from 2020. We don't have time to cover those. And none of those are the ones we've covered. No. Sadly. I, I, I gotta point out, the, the Venom from 2013 has the tags Thriller, Horror, and Holiday. See? You only need three, whatever, like, Dracula's Dog or whatever that one was. Well, yes, but also, it's a holiday movie? Yeah. I, there's no indication from this poster which holiday it takes place during. I'm going to assume holiday is their, like, code vacation. word for Christmas. I don't think it's an Arbor Day movie. Or, or it could be, like, vacation. Depends on when the movie's from. Oh, uh, I don't think that's how 2B rolls. Okay. But I could be wrong. Anyway, wrong or not, that's all we have for you guys this week. We're going to go have meatballs and rice and or watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't spoil it for Brantley. He's going to go see it tonight. I will. Bye, guys. Bye.